This is the A Foot in the Box podcast for the week of Monday, March 28th. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the A Foot in the Box podcast. My name is Peter Elliott. And I'm Paul Elliott. And we are twin brothers from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time, I do not usually sound like this. I'm a bit uh, bit under the weather, a bit of a sore throat cold this week, so I apologize for that, but the excitement of opening day is uh, is helping me push forward, so... Yeah, we're grinding. I'm. I'm also kind of. I've had a cough and a cold for the last few days. So no one believes you because you don't sound bad. Maybe this is good. Maybe like uh, the uh, sore throats will make us have better radio voices. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or just that we've smoked for years, which we haven't. Um, I was thinking back. I don't usually get sick that often. The last time I was sick was about a year ago. At this time, if you go back and listen to the first podcast we ever did. In April of 2015, I was also under the weather, so maybe it's just a yearly, uh, yearly sickness, allergies or something. Yes, uh, I feel like this is the crappy time of year to be sick because we're just getting done with winter, and you kind of you want to enjoy the warm weather. But. All right. Um, so yeah, I apologize if I sound a little off, but uh, I feel pretty pretty fine. It's just a, a sore throat. So, uh, Paul, like I mentioned, we've been doing this for about exactly one year. How's that feel? Feels weird. Yeah, what is this? Our forty forty third forty third episode. Um, yeah, that feels really weird. Um, and I've probably been a part of thirty thirty eight or thirty nine of those. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just neat. There are very few things in my life that I do like this consistently. Mm-hmm. So when you look back over the course of the year, it's neat to like say that I've done thirty eight podcasts. Or you know, we're hopefully going to be writing more this year, and so at the end of this year, hopefully we'll be able to look back and say, you know, we've done. 40 plus blog posts or yeah and uh you know kind of being new to the industry new to podcasts i just feel like there's no better way to get better than just reps and doing it so thanks for those that have been with us for the last year we hope to continue getting better yeah what's the theory like ten thousand hours and you become uh an expert on something yeah is that malcolm gladwell's thing i think so so we should figure out the number of hours we've done this and figure out what year we're we'll be our peak podcast i'd say we're definitely better I'd oh, say like our, our first few podcasts were maybe like uh, four out of ten, and then we're we're up now to like the six six and a half range. I think. Okay. Great. Um, so yeah, if this is your first time, Paul and I are twin brothers from Champaign, Illinois. Um, we do this podcast once a week during the season, and then every couple of weeks during the off season. Um, and so this is the start uh, of a podcast every week. Hopefully, going through the rest of the season. In uh, to October and November. Um, thanks to Nelly for the intro song. Um, what's our What's our Nelly fact this oh, week? That's I've got it written down right here. Our Nelly fact this week is that his real name is Cornell Irel Haynes Jr. So just uh, if you're curious, you know, pull that fact out at a party this week. Uh, Nelly's real name is Cornell Haynes Jr. What's Cornell? I thought you said Irel. That's a middle name. How do you spell that? I R A L. I've never heard that before. Cornell Irel. Thanks to him for the intro song. Um, also have to give a shout out this week to our brother, Kevin, 
who we've had on the podcast a few times, lives up in Chicago. Him and his wife, Lacey, who was also on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to go back and listen, uh, they had a baby this week. So we are both mm-hmm. uh, uncles uh, once again. Uh, his name is Jake Elliott, and I thought we could dive into some famous Jakes in Major League Baseball. Paul, can you think of any uh, Jakes that have been famous uh, uh, well, in Major League Baseball? 2015 Cy Young winner, Jake Arrieta. Yep. I think there's... Jacob Turner, third baseman for the Dodgers. That's Jacob. Well, his real name is Jacob. Well, but he's going to go by Jake. Uh, so I think there's five current um, Jakes, according to my research. Arietta is one. Former White Sox pitcher is another. Former White Sox pitcher. Jake Peavy. Yep. Pitcher for the Giants now. Hmm, I'm drawing a blank. We've got uh, Jake Orderizzi from the Rays. Oh, yeah. Good pitcher. Jake McGee for the Rockies, recently traded from the Rays. And Jake Marisnik, outfielder from the Astros. Hmm. So kind of uh, not fringe major league players, but not household names either. Uh, Looking back, the Jakes that have been all-stars in the history of baseball, we've got Jake Westbrook, Jake Peavy. Uh, Arietta has not made an all-star game yet. Uh, Jake Early. In 1943, was a um, all-star catcher. He's famous for catching knuckleballs, according to his Wikipedia page. And after 1943, he served two years in the U.S. Army uh, because of World War II. Uh, The only Jake that has made the Hall of Fame is Jake Beckley, played from 1888 to 1907, Uh, 2,930 hits. He's fourth all-time in baseball in triples with 244 Played for the Pirates, uh, New York Giants, Reds, and Cardinals. And uh, he holds the record for most putouts by a first baseman with Mm -hmm. 23,709. So obviously a first baseman is going to have the most putouts of anyone on the field. But he has the record um, for putouts. Uh, He was elected in the Hall of Fame in 1971, even though he was done playing in 1907. He was elected in by the Veterans Committee, which if you're unfamiliar is just set up to kind of catch guys that the Hall of Fame missed originally. Sad fact on Jake Beckley, his first wife died of tuberculosis a few months after the wedding. Hmm. That was a major thing on his Wikipedia page. Was he alive for his Hall of Fame induction? Uh, I highly doubt it. It drives me crazy when when people are inducted uh, after they posthumously, die. Posthumously, yeah. I say posthumously? Yeah. Is that a thing? I think so. We'll have to fact check that. Never heard that before. Yes, welcome to Dad Club, Kevin. Uh, yeah. Any any dad advice in case he's listening to this podcast? Uh, I mean, not to get all like romantic or sentimental about baseball, but I when you have a son, especially like in terms of sports, the the thing that I dream about is taking him to a game. Like I'm also a basketball fan, college basketball, NBA, but um, I don't really dream about you know taking him to a to a basketball game or a basketball <laughs> arena. Uh, for some reason, baseball is just top of mind. Looking forward to that. So um, it's kind of America's pastime, and it is it is kind of a unique father-son type of sport. Absolutely. And uh, just welcome to the world, Jake. And Kevin and Lacey, I'm sure you guys will be great parents. Um, all right. So the regular season is just one week away, Paul. And uh, it's probably less than that if you're listening to this um, You know, later in the week. There are four games on Sunday, April 3rd, 
So this upcoming Sunday, the four games are the Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs, Angels, Jays, and Rays, and the Mets and Royals. So some really good matchups there, especially Mets and Royals, the um, World Series matchup last year. And uh, all, let's see here, all all but one um, will be on ESPN. So the Cubs and Angels aren't on ESPN, but the other three are. And then the rest of the teams play on Monday, April 4th. Uh, kind of the traditional opening day on. I was gonna Monday. say this is a Monday. little bit this is a little bit different than previous years. I think they, right? yeah they usually just do one game on a, on Sunday, but they are ESPN has four more games on Monday, including the Cubs and Angels, the second game of the season. So can't wait for that, and I can't wait to uh, get the season started. Yeah, my uh, my White Sox have a tough opening day. They're out in uh, Oakland. Okay, so I it's gonna be hard for me to stay up until midnight. Watching that game, but I and I feel like Oakland's probably one of the, especially in the American League, the like the worst team, and so there's just zero attention or anticipation. You think the Athletics will be the worst team in the American League? Wow. Um, Disagree. So yeah, not a whole lot of build up for the White Sox opening day, but um, everyone will be watching to see how they play after the the LaRoche thing. Yeah, yeah. I saw that that story has just completely died down. I feel like um, over the last few days. Sure. All right, so we've got a pretty simple podcast today. Usually we do a bunch of segments on the podcast, but because it's a special season preview episode, we will not be doing those. Um, So this week we're going to do a season preview, and we'll explain what that is, Um, kind of Peter versus Paul versus Pakoda versus Vegas smackdown. So that'll be the major portion, but then we have also, each of us have a couple things broadly that we're looking forward to. Uh, to watching in the uh, baseball season this year, big picture things—not really players to watch, but um, you know, bigger picture things than baseball. And then, lastly, we'll talk about how we will be covering baseball as a podcast and as a website this year. So, looking forward to it. And first up, we have our season preview—I uh, don't know what to call it—season preview um, over under over under game. All right, this is Peter back on the podcast after a sip of water. Hopefully my voice sounds a little bit better. So the season preview over-under game. This is how it works. Paul, feel free to jump in to describe it. Last year we just gave one word to describe each team and talk about a couple players to watch. That was pretty lame. wasn't uh, wasn't a super great listen. So this year we're stepping it up, and uh, we've thought of a creative way to do it. So Vegas, of course, uh, releases their over-unders. Uh, on win totals for each team uh, every year, and there's multiple different gambling agencies that that does it. But Bovada is uh, is a prominent one and pretty well respected, I guess, or as respected as a gambling website could be. <laughs> but Bovada has released their over unders, and that was just a couple weeks ago, so it's um, pretty fair to the recent additions and stuff that teams have made. So Bovada has their over unders, um, and then Pakoda has released their win totals projections for the year, um, which, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago. And so we're going to c- kind of combine that all into one game. And so we'll take the over-under, and then Paul and I will each say whether we think the team will win you know, more or less games than the, the Vegas line. And then we'll also take Pakoda, and based on their projection, they'll also give a over-under. And then as the season goes on, and at the end of the season, we'll be able to track who was... Um, Closest to being right. And so 
An example, say that the Padres, uh, whose over-under is 73.5, if I take the over on the Padres and they win 80 games, my score is 6.5. But if they only win 70 games and I took the over, my score is negative, so negative 3.5. So it's the, it's the number of games you were right or wrong, essentially. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty simple. Okay, um, and you'll pick it up as we go. And we want the listeners to also be engaged, so look for a uh, uh, blog post this week, or we'll tweet out a link to the game that you can play along as well. You can pick over-unders, and we'll be able to track that as well. So look out for that. Um, we'll tweet it out this week. But I guess before we begin, one last note on Pakoda. Pakoda as a system isn't really set up to project win totals, and there's a great article about this from Baseball Prospectus, who does the Pakoda projections. It's more of a projection system for individual players, and then those players are combined to make up a team win total. And so, um, you know, even the people that put on Pakoda would would disagree on some of the teams listed here. So we'll link to that. You can read it. But <laughs> for this for this game. We are just taking there uh, what the system puts out. So we will do this for each team in order of their record last year, number of wins last year starting at the bottom. And for each team, we'll also give kind of a nugget or a thing that we're looking forward to, to watching this year. So first, the Phillies. The Phillies won 63 games last year, and Bovada has them at over under 65.5 wins. Um Paul, are you taking the over or the under 65.5 for the Phillies? Uh, I'm taking a slight over. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you said 65.5 is the over-under. I think they'll probably finish somewhere close to 70 wins. Um, there there actually is some promise in their starting rotation. They have some young arms that I think will be decent, but their offense is, is garbage. Um, I mean, I think Ryan Howard is the least valuable player in baseball based on his contract and uh, how bad he is both offensively and defensively. Um, but I don't think they'll be as bad as the Braves. And they do play the Braves 18 times. So that, that bodes well, I guess, to get them to uh, 70 wins or so. Yep, I am taking the over as well. Uh, 65.5 is a very low number. Um, I will be watching uh, their new manager, Pete Mackinnon. He just got a contract extension, so he'll be with the Phillies this year and next year if they don't fire him. Uh, Pakoda is taking the over at 66 wins. Yeah, but that doesn't... The, the win total that Pakoda gives isn't isn't, isn't uh, factored into the mathematical right, equation. Right, it's just over it's just they take the over, um, so we'll all have the same uh, score total for that. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, the Reds. Last year they won 64 games. Bavada has over under 70.5. I am taking the under... Um, they finished 2015 with 64 straight starts made by rookie pitchers, which is not a good equation for a baseball team. And Brian Price is somehow still their manager, hasn't been fired yet. This is probably his last year. Uh, Joey Votto is about the only player on that team I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this year. And uh, just feel bad for him and Bruce. And I don't really feel bad for Phillips because he's got a no-trade clause that he keeps using, but uh, just feel bad for the good players on that team because they're going to be really bad. I forgot that Price is still their manager. Remember his like epic rant oh, yeah. beginning of last year? Um, I'm actually taking the over for the Reds. Okay. Um, so I they're trying to tank, but amongst all the teams trying to tank uh, in the National League, I think they're the best tanking team. 
Uh, Vado, I think, is one of the top five players in baseball. Phillips is still a decent second baseman, even though he's older. Taking the over for the Reds. Okay. Pakoda agrees with Paul. They are also taking the over. They project 74 wins. Uh, moving on to the Braves. Uh, last year they won 67 games. And Bovada projects um, over-under of 66.5. Paul, are you taking the over or the under? Taking the under for the Braves. Um, A.J. Pierzynski is their opening day catcher. That's, hey, he had a good year last year. Uh, enough said there. Um, yeah, I... It seems like they're trying to build around Freddie Freeman, and Freddie Freeman is like a maybe a two-three war win player, not a um, not a star to build around. Hmm. And I, I mean, I like their future. I think they've made some moves. The Shelby Miller trade was was great for their future, and so I think down the road um, they'll be better. But um, for now, I think they're the worst team in baseball. Well, I disagree. I'm taking the over. I really like their offseason. Dansby Swanson um, was a great addition. He is the 27th top prospect in baseball, according to Baseball Prospectus. I think their starters will struggle, um, but I think uh, they'll show some progress. And headed into a new ballpark next year, I think there's some optimism around kind of the core of the team. I disagree on Freeman. I think he's a player you can build around. I think he's a really good player. Um, I don't like you think Freddie Freeman is their best player. They will be a contender uh, in the future. I mean, baseball is not like basketball where you need like one great player. Like who's the best player in the Cubs this year? There's like three or four guys. You just need True. a lot of depth. He, I mean, he's a top five first baseman in my opinion. Yeah. And there's a lot of good first basemen though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is their last year in Turner field and just their 20th in the ballpark. So kind of ridiculous. That they're already getting a new stadium. Um, but this is the last year for Turner field. Uh, Pakoda agrees with me. Uh, they take the over and project 69 wins for the Braves. Next up, we have the Athletics, who won 68 games last year. Their over-under is 75.5. I am taking the over. Uh, I always want the A's to do well. They're probably my um, second or third favorite team in baseball behind the Cubs. And uh, just big fans of, obviously, Billy Bean and Moneyball and the underdog narrative, but um, this year I really want to see Rich Hill and Sonny Gray. They're number one and number two starters. I think they both could be really good, and uh, this is my kind of sleeper team for the American League. That could surprise, and so 75.5 is pretty low. I'm taking the over. I'm also taking the over, and I agree with you about uh, Rich Hill. That's such a A's type of signing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like an elite pitcher in uh, September. Yeah, won me in my fantasy league. Um, so I'm really interested to see him and they, uh, they have an improved bullpen. They were bad last year, but they lost a ton of games after winning, after leading after seven innings. So they signed Ryan Madsen, uh, from the Royals. I think he'll help a lot. Um, also Sean Doolittle, uh, is healthy this year. So I think their bullpen will be better. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I'm taking over 75 wins. Uh, Pakoda also takes the over at 76 wins. So just barely. Next up, the Rockies. Last year they won 68 as well. Um, the over-under on them is 70.5. Paul, what do you got? Uh, under. Uh, I mean, Jorge De La Rosa is their number one starter. Yeah. I believe he was also their number one starter last year. You know how old he is? Uh, I'm going to guess 33. 35. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I think the rotation is the worst in baseball, especially playing in Coors. Um, they're bad. They're really, really bad. And I don't. They're not like full tank mode. Like they still held on to Carlos Gonzalez. Um, 
but and if Jose, Jose Reyes at shortstop, um, who, who's who may be out this year because of a legal situation, but so in that full tank mode, but I think they'll be as bad as the other tankers. I went back and forth on this one, uh, but I ended up choosing the under as well. Uh, part of me thinks that they'll never be like awful at home, just because their roster is set up to win, kind of in course, and so they have a really good offense. Uh, I think Nolan Arenado is a great young third baseman. Carlos Gonzalez is good. Um, they've got some good pieces offensively, but yeah, their rotation's terrible. Taylor Rosa, his uh, career WHIP is one point four three. Wow. Um, so just not any pitching there. Um, feel bad for Walt Weiss, um, their manager. Just not a good situation, um, especially with Reyes. His, um, you know, with the um, domestic battery, that situation's still up in the air. He will not be starting the team. Uh, with the, the Rockies, he'll be out until the legal um, process takes place. Uh, Pakoda is taking the over, actually. Um, so they have them winning 74 games. Hmm. Next up, the Brewers over under 69.5 wins. They won 68 games last year. I am taking the under. Um, Jonathan Lucroy, their catcher, their best player, I think he's going to get traded during the season. Not a whole lot of talent on the Major League roster. I really like their new GM, David Stearns, uh, Harvard grad, just turned 30. Um, I think he did a great job in the offseason. But this year I think um, they'll – uh, be incentivized to not do well, um, especially compared against other bad teams in the NL. NL so I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I think they're uh, just a little bit better than the Braves, but I'd say the second worst team in baseball. So I'm taking the under as well. Um, uh, and I, I just think beyond Braun and Lucroy, who's like their third best player. Like the roster is just major league roster right now is pretty terrible. Uh-huh. Um, and I wouldn't, if I was a Milwaukee media person, I would not want to cover Matt Garza in the dog days of summer when they're 25 games out of first place. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Pakoda is actually taking the over. They're optimistic about the Brewers. They have them winning 78 games. Wow. Um, so 10 more than last year. That's more than the White Sox won last year. Uh, next up, the Marlins. Last year they won 71 games. Uh, Bavada has over under 79.5. Paul, do you have them over or under? Uh, slightly over. Um, I think they'll win around 80 games, and mostly because they're playing the Braves in the Phillies almost 40 times. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to see Jose Fernandez play a full season. Um, and when you have him and Stanton, they're just a fun team to watch. So I'm taking the over, and I think they'll be they'll be decent. I am also taking the over. I think this is a really intriguing team. Don Mattingly, the new manager. Barry Bonds is the hitting coach. We'll see if he lasts the whole season. Um, and like you mentioned, with Stanton and Fernandez, um, I think it's going to be a really fun team to watch. And I am taking the over of uh, 79.5. Pakoda is actually taking the under. They have them uh, winning just 75 games. Next up, the Padres. Over under 73.5. They won 74 games last year. I am taking the under. I think they'll win in the low 70s um, again this year. They traded away Craig Kimbrell, which is a good move, but that means that Fernando Rodney is their closer. And after watching him in the playoffs last year with the Cubs, uh, he is not closer material. Uh, I think Matt Kemp will get hurt like he does um, every year the last few. And James Shields needs to rebound for them to be respectable at all, and I don't think that'll happen. Um, so last offseason really screwed them over, and I think it will screw them over for a long time. Yeah, I also have the under over the Padres. Um 
you know, I don't think they've gone come out and said that they're tanking, but uh, it's pretty clear that they're not actively trying to win. And I wouldn't be surprised if Shields, Ross, and Kashner are all on the market mm-hmm. um, come July. Which would th- they should do, to, but it's just fixing things that they did it themselves last offseason. Uh, Pakoda has them winning 76 games, so has them uh, taking the over. The Tigers, next up, they won 74 games last year. Uh, Bavada has over under 81.5. Paul, what do you got? Uh, I have under for the Tigers. Um, Really question their health. Um, They just have some insane contracts on their books. I think Verlander and uh, Cabrera are both making $30 million. And, you know, Verlander had a better 2015, but um, I'm just not, I wouldn't put any money on him having a good, good year this year. And the, the back end of the rotation is, is real bad. Mike Pelfrey is their number four. And uh, again, just wouldn't, wouldn't bank on him having a good year. So, I mean, they've got some quality pieces in their lineup, but I'm taking the under. I am taking the over. Um, I think they'll be uh, solid. Great offense. Cabrera, Upton, JD Martinez, Victor Martinez, all of them could hit 30 homers. And uh, if Verlander is solid, um, which you mentioned is a risk or, uh, you know, not, not a lock that he'll be solid. But I think if he continues what he did last year, they could be really good. Um, Zimmerman and Upton, I feel like, were really good additions um, short term for uh, for this team. So I'm taking the over of 81.5. Um, Pakoda is taking the under. They agree with you, Paul. At 79 wins is what they project. Next up, we have the Chicago White Sox. Last year they won 76, which is more than I thought they won. Um, still not a great season, obviously. But uh, the over-under this year is 80.5. I am taking the under. Mm. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Dad. Um, I'm taking the under because I don't think Robin Ventura is a very good manager at all. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won kind of – in the mid '80s, '84, '85, '86, um, but I, if I'm Preston, I'm taking the under just because I don't think Ventura is a great manager. Yeah, I'm taking the over. <laughs> um, if you'll remember, I picked the White Sox to uh, playoffs last make year. the playoffs last year, and they did not. But uh, man, who knows with the American League Central? I feel like uh, all five of those teams are right around 500 teams on paper, and it's just Royals fans would disagree with you a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, the Royals might be a tick ahead, but uh, so in terms of predicting how that division is going to shake out, who knows? Um, but yeah, the White Sox had a definitely a smaller, less noteworthy off season, but I think a better off season this year than last year. Um, they added Frazier, uh, added Lori, um, and uh, it's hard to tear the whole team down or you know do what the Cubs did in terms of a rebuild when you have such a cheap young core. Vasale and Katana and Abreu. So I agree with, with what they did this offseason, and I think uh, they'll probably win around 83, 84 games. Uh, Pakoda has them uh, winning 84, so they take the over, um, which made me a little more optimistic about the season, honestly, seeing their Pakoda projection, um, which is that's two games higher than it was like a month ago because of the Jackson uh, signing, I think. I wonder if the LaRoche retirement uh, adds, <laughs> adds wins. or I think it probably does. Yeah. All right, next up, the Mariners. Uh, they won 76 games last year. Big disappointment. Paul's uh, famous World Series uh, prediction. Also Sports Illustrated's World Series prediction. Okay. Uh, the Bovada line is 82.5. Paul, are you taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Uh, I love the middle of their lineup and the 
um, front end of the rotation. Not too many teams have, you know, two, three, four like Seeger, Cano, and Cruz. Um, I think Cano is going to bounce back and have a good year this year. And uh, with Hernandez and Iwakuma, again, uh, just a great one-two punch. So I'm taking the over. I think they'll win about 90 games. Wow. It's a good thing you like their two, three, four, uh, because the rest of the lineup is terrible. Yeah. And the back end of the rotation will struggle. So I'm taking the under. Uh, yeah, 82.5 is a little optimistic, I think, for the Mariners. So I'm taking the under. I think their offense is really going to struggle again. Um, and the ALS, I think, will be decent. So not a ton of easy wins there. Not an Adam Lynn fan? I am not. Uh, nope. Uh, Pakoda agrees with you, though, Paul. They have um, 84 wins, so they're taking the over. Next up, the Red Sox. Uh, last year they just won 78 games, another big disappointment led to the firing of their general manager. The Bavada line is um, optimistic this year for sure. 86.5 wins is their over-under. I am taking the over. Uh, I love Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts and some of the young talent they have in their lineup. Um, And I think Kimbrell, who they got from the Padres, will be a good closer. And uh, David Price also, you know, Obviously, a huge addition to this, the starting rotation. And uh, I think with some other players that had poor years last year kind of coming back to where they are um, they should be, I think they'll they'll win close to 90 games. Yeah, I also take the over. Uh, I love their youth and their depth. It kind of reminded me of the Cubs. Um, and now moving Hanley to first base, I think they have... Seems to be going well. Yeah, I think they have the best um, defensive outfield in baseball um, with... Uh, Bradley, Betts, and Castillo. So uh, I I really like the Red Sox, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we see the Red Sox and Cubs in the World Series. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see Sandoval at third. Um, apparently uh, he has been terrible defensively this um, this spring, um, and so that could, could just be a move where they have to bench him. He's making so much money. I think he signed for another five years. Um, so that'll be... Uh, one interesting thing to watch, kind of a negative with the Red Sox. Uh, Pakoda is high on them. Uh, they are taking the over at 87 wins. So everyone takes the over. Uh, Diamondbacks, last year they won 79 games. Their Bovada line is 82.5. Paul, are you taking the under or the over? I'm taking the over for the D-backs. I think they'll win around 84, 85 games. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, they, they didn't mortgage their future. Uh, trading uh, Dansby Swanson for Shelby Miller, but um, I think they did that move makes them better for 2016. Um, so I think they'll be uh, finished third place in the in the West. And uh, but I'm taking the over. I am taking the under, uh, mainly due to bad karma. They are trying to get a new ballpark built, and their park was just built when they became a team in 1998. So just ridiculous that they won a new stadium, and it's. Mainly because they uh, they think it's too big, it creates a bad home home field environment. So just ridiculous. Um, Pollock and um, Goldschmidt are good players, and I like watching them play. But the back end of the rotation and the position player depth uh, scare me. So I'm taking the under. Pakoda agrees with me. Uh, they are also taking the under. They have them winning 78 games. All right, next up the Rays. Um, last year they won 80 games. The over-under line this year is 81.5. I am taking the over. I think Chris Archer is a great young pitcher. Uh, will be fun to watch him develop this year. 
really good for baseball, I think, in general, just that he's um, kind of a face of the team, really well-spoken. Um, on offense, they have about six or seven of the same player, it seems like. <laughs> uh, versatile, white, <laughs> good defense, good on base percentage, uh, lots of walks. Um, I think they'll be good. And um, wouldn't be surprised, though, if they, uh, you know, didn't do as well as I'm expecting. A lot of variance, but I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'm with you. I also have the over. Um, I think that the depth of their starting rotation is the biggest thing for me. Like Matt Moore is their penciled in as their number four starter, and he was a Cy Young candidate uh, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. He's had some arm issues, but still, to have him as your number four, compare him to other teams, uh, I just love their depth. And I think they'll str- struggle to score runs at times, but love their starting pitching. Yeah, Kevin Cash is their manager. I think he's a good, good young manager. The Orioles are up next. Last year they won 81 games. The over-under line on them this year is 79.5. Paul, what do you got? Uh, I have the under for the Orioles. Um, yeah, I think uh, I was reading uh, SI's preview, and they had an interesting stat that the last two years they've led the majors in um, the percentage of runs that come from home runs, and they've gone kind of all-in on that, trading for um, Trumbo and Pedro Alvarez. Um, so they're, uh, you know, hit a ton of homers, but they don't have a ton of on-base uh, guys. And, uh, you know, they're in a similar position to the White Sox where they have such a good young core with Machado and Jones who are perennial all-stars. Um, so it's hard to tear everything down, but I just don't love um, the direction they're going. Yep, I also took the under, <clears throat> as did Pakoda. Um, great offense. They'll score a bunch of runs, but not enough pitching. Uh, the rotation is a bunch of number three guys, I think. But like you said, Manny Machado is fun. Uh, so it'll be a fun team to watch at least. Uh, Pakota has them winning 74 games. Like I said, the under. Uh, next up, the Indians. 81 wins last year. Over-under line is 84.5. I am taking the under. A lot of people are optimistic about the Indians. Um, I'm just not. Um, I think the rotation can be great with Kluber. Corey Kluber, um, always a Cy Young candidate. Um, but their offense is just really weak. Michael Brantley, um, his health is in question. He's probably their best position player, uh, so I don't think they have great depth. Juan Uribe is their starting third baseman, um, so I'm going to take the under on 84.5. Even with the Marlon Byrne acquisition? Well, minor league contract, right? Yeah. Uh, I actually am optimistic about the Indians. I think in a better division, uh, I'd be kind of pessimistic like you, but the AL Central, is the parity is so great that I – uh, I think I'm taking the over, uh, and they kind of remind me of the Mets. I think they're the AL version of the Mets, uh, just a really deep, talented starting rotation, questionable offense. Um, but I think this is kind of the, the year that they take a step forward. I feel like the last three or four years, uh, uh, they've yep. been kind of a sexy hipster pick almost to, to make the playoffs and win the World Series, but I think this year's the year. Uh, I do not think of the Indians as a sexy hipster. Maybe you do. Not the team, but pick, picking them to um, make the playoffs. Uh, Pakoda is high on them again with uh, 92 wins, so they're taking the over as well. Next up, the Twins. Last year they won 83 games. The over-under line this year is 78.5. Uh, Paul, what do you got? Uh, the under. I think they'll be the worst team in the Central. Um, but even that, I think they'll win like you know, 75, 76 games. So not terrible, but uh, yeah, I, I don't love uh, their lineup. I think that they got some queer years out of guys last year, like Trevor Plouffe, that you know see some regression. I will say Byron Buxton's a fascinating guy. Uh-huh. I know Pakota's really high on him and project him to be a you know four or five win center fielder 
and he was pretty abysmal last year. So he's a guy I'm looking forward to, but overall taking the under on the Twins. Yep, I'm taking the over. Um, I'm more optimistic. I think Buxton will be a good player. Um, he's the number two prospect in baseball, according to BP. Um, so I'm excited to see him play every day. Hopefully he stays healthy. And um, I just like what they're doing. So I'm taking the over. Pakoda is taking the under just slightly at 78 wins. The Nationals are up next. Last year they won 83. The over-under uh, this year is 89.5. I am taking the over. Um, seems crazy to say, but I think Dusty is the right guy to manage that team um, from a just personality management perspective with so many uh, kind of strong personalities. But uh, Harper, Scherzer, Strasburg, I think they'll all be good this year. And a lot of talent on that team. Uh, so I am taking the over of 89.5. Yep, I echo you. I take the over. I think they that uh, their two or three best players, are, you know, uh, are two or the three best in baseball. So Harper, Scherzer, Strasburg. They do have a questionable bullpen. Uh, I don't like Papelbon as a person, but also as a player. So that's something to look out for. That's a question mark. But overall, uh, I think they'll be um, they'll be good. Yep, and then we got some good young uh, prospects as well that could come up. Uh, Trey Turner's a shortstop who will be up this year, I think. Uh, Pakota has um, them winning 87 games, so they're taking the under. Next up, the Giants. Last year they won 84 games. Uh, the Bovada line this year is 89.5. So, Paul, what do you got? Uh, over. I like the Giants. It's an even-numbered year, so this means they're going to win the World Series, right? <laughs> uh, I love the Denard Span signing. I think he's really underrated. Uh, there are very few like true leadoff hitters left anymore. Uh, as we think of leadoff hitters, so as you think of leadoff hitters, yeah, great on base percentage, steals a lot of bases. Uh, I love that signing, and uh, I, I didn't love the Samarja signing, but I think Cueto and Baumgartner make one of the best one two, um, make one of the best one two starting pitchers in baseball. So um, I'm taking the over for the Giants. I'm taking the under. Cueto and Samarja, I don't think will be good. Lots of risk there. Um, good offense, especially on the infield, but I am taking the under. I think Span, um, you know, good value on the contract, but has high injury risk this year just because he's, he's older. Um, the Pocota projection has them in 85, so they're taking the under as well. The Angels last year won 85 games. The over-under is 81.5. Um, I am taking the under. Mike Trout is their only good player, unfortunately, and it's really sad that he's kind of being wasted his best years. Uh, he is so good, but their starting pitching is terrible. Uh, they don't have a ton of posi uh, position player depth, and so I have to take the under here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, taking the under for the Angels. Uh, they actually, actually have the worst farm system in baseball, too. So I just really I don't like uh, the direction their franchise is going, and I don't like Mike Sosha a ton. They, they have a new GM. It's true, but I think Sosha still running the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's essentially Mike Trout and and who else? Like you're saying, he accounted for one third of their WAR last year, so one third of their positive wins above replacement. So a pretty abysmal roster besides him. Yep. Uh, Pakota's got the under uh, at seventy six wins. Next up, the Astros, getting into some of the playoff teams from last year. Uh, they won 86 games last year. The over-under this year is 87.5. Paul, who do you got? Uh, I'm taking the under. Are you familiar with the, the plexiglass principle? Uh, is that when teams regress to the mean? Uh, sort of. It's a Bill James theorem that teams that improve one year will 
regress the next year. Yeah, come back to. Um, and statistically, I mean, it sounds on paper it doesn't really sound like it would make sense, but uh, apparently it does if you look at the stats. Um, so I, yeah, I love the future of the Astros, and I know they're a hot pick. Sports Illustrated picks them to win the World Series. Um, but I just think you'll see regression with the guys like Rasmus and Springer, Evan Gaddis, all guys that had really good years last year. I think you'll see a, a slight regression. I am taking the over. I think uh, they're a good young team, lots to like, so maybe I'm falling into the the myth. But uh, I just like their team a lot, so I'm taking the over. Uh, Pakoda is taking the under just slightly at 87 wins. Next up, the Yankees. Uh, last year they won 87 games. The over-under line this year is 85.5. I am taking the over uh, just slightly. I think they'll win 86, 87 games right around there. Um, the back end of their bullpen is going to be crazy good. Chapman, who's out a month, but that won't hurt them too much, um, is the closer of Batances, and Miller will be the setup guys and just throw so hard. I think they'll be a really solid uh, bullpen that will win them some games, so I'm taking the over. Uh, under. I don't like the Yankees. Uh, they are old, old, old. Uh, you know, A-Rod to Sharon Beltran make up the middle of their lineup, and they're all uh, past the age of 35, so I think uh, they will not be good this year. Pakoda has them uh, under as well at 84 wins. Next up, the Rangers. Last year they won 88. Very much a surprise team. The over-under line this year is 84.5. Paul, who you got? Uh, slightly over. I think if Hamels and Darvish, who's coming back in June, are you know pitched to the way that they're capable, the, they're one of the best teams uh, in the American League. So I'm taking the over. I'm taking the under. Um, I think Prince Fielder will regress quite a bit this year as he gets older and uh, not a ton of position player depth um, there. And their rotation is weak behind Hamels and Darvish if he comes back healthy. So I am taking the under. And Pakoda has them winning 79 games, so they're taking the under as well. Next, the Mets. Last year they won 90 games. Um, the Pakoda line is right there again at 89.5. Um, I am taking the under. I think their uh, offense will be very weak again. They're expecting David Wright to stay healthy, which is a huge risk. Um, their rotation is obviously going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, with uh, Harvey and Syndergaard and Mats um, and DeGrom, I think they'll all be uh, have good years. Uh, but because of the offense, I'm taking the slight under. Uh, over. They're my ALE's pick. Uh, I think best rotation in baseball. They're, yeah, I think you're right in that their offense uh, still won't be that good. Um, but I, I think with that rotation um, and, and playing in the, a division where your two, uh, the two teams on the bottom are, are not trying to win, um, they'll be their wins will be inflated a bit. So I, I'm taking the over. Uh, Pakoda also has them going over at 90 wins. Uh, Dodgers are next. At, uh, they won 92 games last year. The line this year is 88.5. Paul, you got? Uh, taking the over for the Dodgers. Um, you know, not a great offseason. Missed out on Granke. Um, but you can't beat their core. Or I guess you could. But very, very good core. Uh, Seager, Puig, Grandall, Kershaw, in. Uh, you might throw Peterson in there if he has a decent year or bounces back from last year. So I, I like the Dodgers, actually. Taking the over, like you said, they've had a ton of injuries in the spring especially, but um, they've got really good depth, and none of the injuries should be season-ending or anything like that. Corey Seager, their shortstop, is the best uh, prospect in baseball, according to Baseball Prospectus. 
Uh, exciting to see him uh, break out this year. And uh, Puig will be fun to watch to see if he can put it all together. Dave Roberts is their uh, new manager, his first year, so a lot of pressure on him as well. But I am taking the over of 88.5, and Pakoda agrees they have the Dodgers winning 94 games. Next up, the Blue Jays. Last year they won 93. Their over-under is 87.5. I am taking the under. I think their starting pitching is a huge concern and um, a lot of pressure on the offense to keep up the torrid pace, Um, but I think they'll win uh, right around 82-83 games this year. Yeah, I agree with you that there's going to be some slight regression, but I'm taking the over slightly. I think they'll be around 88-89 wins. Uh, Baseball prospectus, uh, Pakoda has them winning 86. They're taking the under. Just got a few teams left. The Royals, um, who are always a hot button with Pakoda and these projections. Last year they won 95, beat their projections by about 20 games. Uh, the over-under this year is 85.5. Paul, what are you, what are you going with? Uh, over. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm not in love with them. Uh, it's very hard to pick against them after the last couple of years. I hate the rotation. Ian Kennedy did not agree with that signing. He's not on the top of the rotation type of guy. Don't trust Ventura. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the over, but I don't love them. I'm taking the over as well. Again, you just can't bet against these guys for three years in a row now. Uh, their starting pitching is is thin, I, so I'm not sure they'll make the playoffs. But Hosmer, Perez, Gordon, Kane, their, their young uh, position player core is so solid and consistent. I'm taking the over. Uh, Pakoda is taking the under, which most of you know, uh, at 75 wins, so well under. Um, but we'll see who's right on that one. Uh, the Cubs are next. Last year they won 97 games. The over-under line is 92.5, by far the highest um, of all the the betting spreads. I am taking the over. Um, Of course. Call me. I'm a Cubs fan, so um, might be kind of a homer pick. But I think offense is just going to be electric. Um, There's so much depth. Uh, If one of their main uh, position players goes down, I think they have other guys that can step up uh, right behind them. Um, Arietta and Lester do concern me because both of them have some injury risk, especially Arietta. He might not start the season because of a blister, but he threw so many innings last year that he does concern me, but I am taking the over. Yeah, I agree with taking the over. I mean, what more can you say? Best manager in baseball, best, they have the best off season in baseball. Um, and they have the best young talent in baseball. So I'm taking the over and I think they'll be the best team in the majors. Uh, Pakota has them winning 94 games, so they're taking the over as well. Uh, just two teams left, also from the NL Central. The Pirates won 98 games last year. The over-under is 86.5. Uh, I'm taking the under for the Pirates. You know, it's so tough to win consistently and make the playoffs consistently when you don't spend much money. Um, you know, they have a quality team. I love uh, McCutcheon, but um, I just don't think... I think they're like a bat or two away from being a playoff team. I'm taking the over. I like McCutcheon a lot, and um, I love their outfield defense with Marte um, and Polanco. I think they're good young players. Jung Ho Kong should be back in May. He's play third base. Um, he's the shortstop that had such a good season last year that got taken out by a slide late in the season. It really hurt them uh, in the playoffs against the Cubs. I like them. I think I'm going to take the over, and uh, Pakoda is going under with 82 wins, so they're not very optimistic about them. Lastly, the Cardinals, they won 100 games last year. 
which is pretty incredible. And the over-under this year is 87.5. Paul, what you got? Uh, taking the over for the Cardinals, I think they'll be right around 90 wins. Um, yeah, I think you know they're beginning their regression. I don't think that guys like Grichik and Pascati are future studs. I think they'll be good players, not great. So I don't love their future, but for this year, I think they'll be right around 90 wins, so taking the over. I'm taking the under. Again, might be a bit of a homer pick with my Cubs fandom. I think they'll win in the low 80s. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see another 91 season, though. Uh, I agree with you that Piscotti and Grichik are decent players, but they're not as good as they need to be to um, to win even close to 100 again. Uh, Molina's health at catcher also scares me. Without him, uh, Brian Pena is their main catcher, and that scares me, um, especially with how good Molina is at uh, catching games. So that does it. That was fun. Um, and like I mentioned at the beginning, we'll post a link so you can play along with us, see if you can beat me or Paul or Bavoda or Pakoda to see who uh, takes top dog. So make sure you check that out this week on afootinthebox.com. We'll tweet out the link as well. All right, our next uh, segment here on the podcast will be a quick one. Um, Paul and I just wanted to dive into a couple kind of big picture things that we're looking at this year. Um, not so much players or teams, but just kind of big baseball-wide things. And so we've each got a couple, and I guess we'll alternate. Um, so, Paul, why don't you start us off? Uh, run scoring is something that I'm interested in this year. Um, as we've talked about in the podcast before, 2014, so two years ago, was the lowest uh, average runs per game since the late 1960s. Uh, it was 4.07 um, runs per game. Uh, last year, you saw an uptick in that, around 4.2 runs per game, and the month of August was insane. I think it was one of the highest months in the last 15 to 20 years. Um, so my question is, well, you know, will that continue this year, or, or will we see uh, a regression back to 2014 numbers? It's a good one. Um, one of the things I'm watching is uh, chewing tobacco. If you haven't heard, several different uh, prominent cities have put out um, bans on chewing tobacco in uh, sports venues. And so San Francisco, Boston, L.A., uh, New York, and Chicago are the ones that have either passed legislation or are going to. And uh, Toronto and Washington, D.C. are considering um, implementing such bans. And so that means that players might get fined upwards of uh, $250 so far and um, would face potentially um, discipline from the commissioner's office as well. Uh, so it puts a lot of players in a tricky position and a lot of teams and a lot of managers in a tricky position. Um, according to one study, about 25% of MLB players still use chewing tobacco. Wow. Um, when they play, and so you've got a huge percentage of players that are addicted to this stuff, and owners have tried to get uh, players to stop using it. Um, there are probably some selfish ambitions on their part, but in 2011, as part of the collective bargaining negotiations, they tried to put a ban on chewing tobacco uh, league-wide, but that was unsuccessful, and it probably will continue to be unsuccessful on the, in this next round of um, negotiations. Uh, Tony Gwynn was one of many players that have died because of um, cancer brought on by chewing tobacco. He died at just 54 a couple years ago. And um, so with, with players you know, dying because of cancer, it just creates a pretty interesting social uh, issue with baseball this year. Uh, Joe Garagiola, 
who died this past week, was a really famous broadcaster, kind of before our time, but a lot of people really liked him and was a former player that used tobacco, but then was a leader and kind of a champion for the, the movement to stop using it. And so that adds kind of another layer as people, you know, play and, and manage and broadcast the season with uh, with him on their minds. It could create even more pressure for players to stop using it, um, especially on the playing field where people can see them. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Addison Reed, former White Sox closer, now plays for the Diamondbacks, uh, quit after Tony Gwynn died. But yeah. He was a former, he played under Gwynn at San Diego State. And so I wonder if... Uh, more guys will do that. I think it's a kind of a gross habit. But yeah, it's just hard though because it's. I mean, it's legal for for people to to chew if they're yeah. of age, and so. Yeah, I heard Joe Mann come out and say, basically, don't don't police that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, we'll see. We'll it's see my body. Works. I'll do what I want yeah. to it. Um, my second one is tanking. Uh, we've t- touched on it earlier, but you have, especially in the National League, uh, a third of the league. Uh, actively trying to not win. Uh, um, and you could maybe even throw in, you know, six out of the 15 if you include a team like the Padres. So I, I'll just, I think there'll be a lot of articles and columns written about it this year. And uh, I, it's similar to the NBA where you had the 76ers tanking and halfway through the year they were having legal issues, Shaquille Okafor doing dumb stuff, punching fans, and they had to bring in um, Jerry Colangelo to help fix this. So I think similar things might happen. With a couple of those teams, I mean, the truth of it is that losing sucks and playing in a losing environment is, isn't fun at all. And um, when that happens, there are, yeah, just negative consequences that come about. So I think there will be articles and columns written about that sort of environment and uh, about the health of the game. Is this good or is this bad? I, mean, I, I disagree. You think they're tanking, losing on purpose? I, several of those teams I, are. But there's they're rebuilding. They're refusing to sign players. They're saving money. Because they're not going to win this year, and they're just—I feel like the tanking and rebuilding have been those two terms have been kind of misconstrued. Uh, yeah. The seventy-six, I agree, are tanking. They're losing on purpose. But like what the Cubs did, like that's a good strategy. It's not—it shouldn't be bad for the game. You're yeah. Just, you're you're delaying short-term payoff with for long-term success. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you generally, um, but like I. Buster Olney, Jason Stark, a few other national guys. I've written articles this winter quoting executives saying they think it's bad for baseball when you have a third of a division or a third of a league not not in, in any sort of contention for the playoffs. I mean, every year there's going to be teams that are bad. Sure, but not this bad. So it's like, do you want to be the team that tries to be good that's bad or the team that is planning to be bad and is bad? Yeah. So I, I just disagree with kind of the premise of that. Uh, second thing that I'll be watching is just the, the overall culture of baseball. We've talked um, at length on kind of old school versus new school. Uh, last week it was prominent with Bryce Harper and his view and Goose Gossage and others with their view. And even Jonathan Papelbon last year when he choked Harper and that brought up a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, just the culture of baseball. What, where are we going? What direction is the game going? Will bat flips become a regular thing that no one disagrees <laughs> with? Or every time there's a, a huge bat flip, will someone get upset and will guys start to get hit when they do that sort of stuff? It'll just be, uh, I think, fascinating to follow uh, this year. Uh, last kind of comment on big picture stuff. I think it's time for baseball to kind of make its move. Um, games are shorter. You've got lots of young stars 
Um, big markets are good again with the Mets um, in New York and Chicago with the Cubs and L.A. Dodgers are good. With NFL and a lot of hot water, with concussion stuff and off-the-field stuff, it's it's time for baseball to gain popularity if it's ever going to gain kind of national popularity again. And so one thing I'll be really focused on this year is attendance and TV ratings and that, those sorts of things to see if there's any movement um, in that direction um, because now is the time where baseball's got to gain some of that market back again if it's ever going to do that. All right, that does it um, for our season preview. Um, next up, we'll talk about how uh, we'll cover the season as a podcast and as a website. All right, this is Peter back on the podcast. The last couple minutes here, we're just going to talk about how A Foot in the Box is a podcast and a website, how we're going to cover the baseball season, what you can expect from us. So the podcast will continue to be every Monday uh, with the season starting. We're going to bring back a lot of our uh, segments from last year with Sounds of the Game and Paul's uh, Stat of the Week. Um, but we've also got some new ones to debut, which we're excited about. And we'll be doing a lot more interviews uh, with people from around baseball, so that should be uh, exciting for you as a listener and uh, just uh, excited about that. And, of course, we'll have a few special episodes mixed in and won't be the same podcast every week. Yeah, and the, you know, the focus of A Foot in the Box is the podcast, and we'll continue to do that, but we're also going to expand into blogging more often. Uh-huh. So I'll be posting uh, a weekly column. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so you can also check out um, our writing online, and, of course, we'll be tweeting out those links and while talking about those blog posts on our podcast. So, so yeah, Paul, your weekly column will come out on Tuesday yep. mornings. Um, and I'll also be writing a fair bit, probably not a weekly sort of column, but um, different things that I find interesting. I'll be writing about as well. Multifaceted. Yeah, that's you, what you, you get can't escape this. the reach of a foot in the box. Yep. Uh, and lastly, Twitter, uh, we'll continue to cover baseball in a, what we think is a fun, unique way over there. So if you don't follow us, make sure to do so at a foot in the box on Twitter. Um, hopefully we'll be adding some more video stuff as the season gets going with highlights and that sort of thing. So make sure to follow us there. And lastly, uh, we'd love to have more interaction with you, the listener. So you can always uh, email us um, at uh, a foot in the box at gmail.com. And you can tweet at us too. We'd love to interact with you and make you a bigger part of the show and even have you on the podcast from time to time. Look forward to that. Next week, our preseason awards and playoff predictions. We'll break those down and also um, break down opening day, which is just around the corner, like we said at the beginning. Um, so that'll be next Monday. Um, yeah, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review there. I would really appreciate that. That helps get the word out about the podcast. Um, send us an email, like I said, at a foot in the box at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Still committed to getting 100 followers by opening day. We're at 85, so we're so close. Um, and lastly, you can check us out online at afootinthebox.com. So appreciate you, our listeners, and just a reminder to keep a foot in the box. We will talk to you next Monday. We got our tickets and our gloves in our hands. Can't wait to settle into our green seats in the stands. We know for certain we're all gonna have fun. We might get lucky and we'll catch a home run. It's opening day, yeah, it's opening day, Uh, it's time to get excited, stand up and shout it out, that's what I'm talking about, hip hip hooray, it's opening day, yeah, it's opening day, 
city people rain. 